Welcome to Sliding Doors Your Story, the podcast that delves into the decisions and moments that shape our lives. I am Jenny Becker, and throughout my life, career and relationships, I've always been fascinated with the notion that everything happens for a reason, alongside my love for the 90s movie classic, Sliding Doors. Have you ever really thought about those moments that shaped your life? Those decisions that could have gone either way in the opportunities presented to you? Sliding Doors, your story delves into your extraordinary moments and decisions that built the path of your life. Through your applications, we have curated a mini-series with amazing people taking us through their amazing Sliding Doors moments. We will reflect on how a decision or moment changed the course of their lives and how things might have looked if they had never happened. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. My guest today is Jez. Jez is 57, lives in Marlow and works in the IT industry. And today he is opening up about how an unimaginable family experience sparked off a chain of events that changed his life forever. And it's an inspirational story of how out of the darkest times can come positive change. So welcome to Sliding Doors, your story, Jez. It's brilliant to have you with us here today to chat all about your Sliding Doors moments. So do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do and where you live? Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, Jenny. Um, really looking forward to uh, speaking to you. Um, well, my name is Jez Hazeman. Um, you know, I'm 57 years old now, so I'm, I'm getting on. But at the same time, um, I live in Marlow in Bucks. Um, I've worked predominantly in the IT industry for most of my life. I started out life as a chef, to be quite honest with you. Ah, I worked in London, wow. um, at a few hotels, and I was classically trained as a chef, but then I, I, I kind of stepped out of that world into the IT world in, in the mid nineties. And I've been in, um, some large kind of IT organizations that everyone will know, uh, ever since then, um, right up to this point. So yeah, married family, couple of kids, but when I say kids, they're 27, <laughs> 24 years old now. Oh my so gosh. A couple of adults. Yeah, well, but they're always kids to you, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure I can use the word adults with them, to be honest with you. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just just that process, you know. Amazing. And do you like that you've kind of had a bit of a varied career as in like, you know, changing from being a chef to kind of working in IT is quite a big difference. Oh, it, it, it's huge. And um, I think for me, I, I spent probably four years trying to 
not be a chef because I, you know, I had a moment where it's, do I want to do this? When my first son was born, do I want to do this for the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, who who's going to employ a chef outside of being a chef? It's yeah. a it's a tough tough gig, really. But someone gave me um, someone gave me a break. I had to take a a, a pay cut mm-hmm. to go in what into uh, a startup, which was really you know, in the burgeoning internet industry, right? Yeah. So it was, uh, the internet was new, website design was new, early 90s, mid 90s, you know, when you phone people up and say, do you want a website? And they say, oh, well, I think we've got one upstairs, but I'm not sure we've got one downstairs. <laughs> That's yeah. the kind of comments you get back. But yes, to answer your question, yes. Uh, I, I think for me, being a chef, um, the discipline and the pressure that you're under in 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 the professional kitchens taught me a work ethic yeah of uh, that, that has, has grounded me in every other job that I've been in every job that I go into I've still maintained that work ethic um and um yeah I I have no regrets in that at all yeah and it's transferable skills isn't it I think we can always take things from one job and use them in another and it also must have been amazing to be part of kind of the internet revolution as you say like it was so different back then and like what it is now like even us talking online you know and not being in person is just an incredible thing so I love kind of looking back at all that stuff um yeah so what made you want to share your sliding doors moment with our listeners it just kind of touched me because of the the change to those changes in life that I, I've been through. Mm-hmm. And that's that sliding door moment. You know, I, I can absolutely pinpoint that moment. Do you know what I mean? That where everything changed for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and I look back on that even now, that time as the pivotal moment where I, I stepped from one thing into something else that really changed the direction of my life and my family's life. Yeah. Um, uh yeah obviously for the better yeah. but the experience the different experiences has given me has has really you know i i love those experiences that that it's given me over the over the years you know so you know and i like to give back now the experiences that i've had exactly it's nice for you to be able to look back and piece it all together but as you say then pay it forward yeah. for other people that are going through stuff and have you seen the film sliding doors i have yes and did you like it when you saw it? Are you kind of into the concept? I am. I, I am into the concept. I remember liking it when I saw it, but it, it, it's it's never it's never kind of been right up there. But it's always there. If do you know yes. what I mean? It's, 100%. it's not like you know. I don't think about it in the the realms for me like Lawrence of Arabia or The Godfather. But it's yeah. still one of those films that is always everyone will talk about and everyone remembers. Exactly, because it brought to kind of life this whole concept and this term and this theory. And when it comes to the theory then of sliding doors, what do you believe in? So are you someone that believes more in fate? Um, do you believe in timing, coincidence, luck? What are your beliefs? That's a really good question because I think those, as you as you get older and you mature, you're, you think differently about those kinds of things. If I think about fate, definitely, um, I think timing is also absolutely I think timing is probably you can call you can you can kind of mix them with everything really yeah. fate timing it's it's all mixed in with the same thing so it's just like being in the right place at the right time I know lots of people that have made an awful lot of money because they're in the right place at the right time 
Mm-hmm. It's just it's just timing. Um, so you know, I, I absolutely do believe in that that fate thing, and I think it's it's just it's just being able to to, to accept that, you know. And I think and yeah. one thing I have learned is there are a lot of people I used to speak to when I was younger. They were they were you know when they were getting together with couples stuff like that. They've got their five year plan for their five year house and their ten year house and their stuff mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. When I look back now, I never had a plan. Yeah. I never, ever had a plan. If an opportunity presented itself to me, I'd take it, even if I didn't know much about it, and even if I didn't think about it. I didn't have a think, well, I'm going to do this for two years, and then I'm going to go and do that. I never had that. It was just like, I will go with the flow, and I will, yes. I will, I will go with where life takes me. Simple as that. Definitely. And I think you're right with like age and experience. We realize that it's all everything intertwined together. You know, we can't have fate without timing and luck and coincidence. And I love the fact that you've gone with the flow and it leads nicely onto your sliding doors moment. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. After my son contracted meningitis when he was three months old, it sparked off a chain of events that changed my entire life. So this is like really the unthinkable for most people out there that led to a number of really big things that happened in your life um, that were a huge turning point for you physically and mentally. So do you want to take us back to that time and explain kind of what happened and then what happened afterwards that changed your life forever? Yeah, I mean... I can I can take you back. Yeah, I mean, we, it's my second son, James, who was born. And um, he was three months old, right? You know, we, we had our, our elder son. He was probably about two or three. And, you know, normal baby, all that kind of stuff. And I remember it was one night we were, at, we were at home. And I'd actually just stepped out of the catering industry. And I was in this burgeoning internet industry. And it was still kind of my – I was on a very, very low wage – it was just kind of just the opportunity to, to change things. Yeah. But in the middle of the night, there was this 
you know, babies cry and babies scream, as everyone knows, right? But there was, James let out this kind of scream, which was different. Mm-hmm. It, it, it had a different sound. So it was a different kind of, kind of noise that came out of James. And we went to yeah, look, see him and he was very, you know, groggy, just, just wouldn't, was constantly mumbling and crying, wouldn't settle, all that kind of stuff. And, and he was like that for the rest of the night. And, um, you know, in the morning he was still a bit grubbly and I, and I went off to work, um, just, you know, like it's normal baby stuff. Yeah. And um, my wife was, uh, wasn't happy and she, you know, he was, he was quite, an, a, a, I think quite a different colour. You know, it was like a grey, looking very kind of pasty and stuff like that. She went to the doctors um, and um, got an emergency appointment just, just just to be sure because, you know, he had kind of rolled off the bed, you know, as babies mm-hmm. do occasionally. We were worried that he'd bumped his head. But when she got to the doctors, they kind of looked at, you know, the doctor was looking at um, uh, James and, and Louise and, and kind of was, wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. Said, Look, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna, you know, I think I'm gonna refer you to the hospital because I'm, I'm, I'm not happy. And he, and the, the, the soft spot on the top of his head was slightly bulged, which, which uh, my wife at the time noticed. Um, and I think that the, the moment of impact was when Louise said, "Okay, right, well, I'm, my husband's got the car at the moment, so I'll just have to find someone to, to take us to the hospital." And the doctor said, "No, no, no, I've called an ambulance." Yeah. And at that Gosh. moment, I think the reality of this is pretty serious hit Louise. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, she was then blue lighted to the hospital and they they called. I was working in Slough at the time when we go to High Wycombe. And she called me and I think I managed to get from Slough to High Wycombe in about 20 minutes in the car, wow. which was pretty illegal. Yeah. But um, we got there and they were doing, you know, James is in a, in, a, in a room and we were outside and and they were doing all kinds of tests. And they said, look, we're, you know, we don't know what's wrong. Something is wrong. We, we just think it's a bad infection, blah, blah, blah. But what we are going to do is a lumbar puncher just to, to start and rule everything out. Mm-hmm. So they did that and then they, they came out and, you know, it's a three-month-old baby, right? So they came out and said, I'm really sorry. It's meningitis. The next 72 hours are going to be critical. It's 50-50. Do you want to go wow. and do you want to go and um, just sit, you know, sit in a room for a minute, you know? So that was that, that impactful moment of how did we get here? What, what, yeah. what, what happened? And you start, you know, like anything, you start thinking, what is it? Because there's all types of bacterial meningitis, right? So mm-hmm. they have to find out which one it is. Is it meningococcal, blah, 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 blah. So unfortunately, you become an expert really quickly. Yeah, you, you don't really want to know about that. But um, we, you know, he was immediately put on a drip, put in isolation. Um, and we were kind of just kind of in the hospital and with him. And they, they, they put him on the most powerful antibiotics immediately. Um, and we just had to wait. And it took them three days to, to identify the, the strain, which was longer than they expected. But fortunately, you know, after the three weeks, we, they got it early enough. And, you know, he was, you know, he ended up being fine. But, um, you know, it was, it, you know, like anything, you know, you're just absolutely. I mean, your whole world just changes in a split second, as you said, like the little things that mattered to you that, you know, like the second before you found that out, just drift out of the thing and your whole life probably 
come becomes consumed with this and kind of oh, what's totally. going on in nothing, that moment nothing nothing matters nothing no and of course you've got you've got another youngest son and you have to ship him out and he doesn't know what's going on but you, you, you try and you know after a couple of days you have to go and see him and explain and they're all upset and you got parents and and, and and friends and people like that and you're, you're trying to kind of concentrate on one thing but you've got lots and lots of stuff going on and that really was the trigger of the events that kind of started everything once we got home there was the you know the fallout of coming to terms with that and and then realizing after six or seven months actually you've both got ptsd because you every time your child coughs everyone just goes into a complete meltdown because because that's what you go back to exactly so you know so it was um it was a tough time so then how did you know that's such a life changing as you say and things that things that kind of stay with you forever so how did that kind of moment and that experience change you as a person and change your entire life for me it 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 kicked me to do something positive um I wanted something positive that, that came out of that, and I wanted to do something for the the uh, the support network and the and the, the medical people that, that that kind of you know saved James's life basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I was I was a runner at the time, but not I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that I was competitive uh, competing at that level or doing lots and lots of marathons etc. But uh, you know. I wanted to raise some money. So I, the way that I looked at it was this was the hardest thing that James is ever going to have to go through. So I need yeah. to find the hardest thing for you, for me, that, that is just even exactly, do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not going to be as hard as what James went through. Yeah. So you wanted to put yourself through that challenge. I wanted to put myself through that challenge. If I was going to do something, it needed to be extreme and it yeah. needed to be, I mean, and it definitely was extreme. Challenging, yeah. It, you know, yeah. It what it was. So, you know, I found, I found an event that uh, you know a lot of people will will either know or they don't know called the Marathon de Saab, which is basically an it's a, an ultra marathon self sufficiency marathon across the Sahara Desert. Um, and so I signed up for that, and spent six to eight months training, um, because. You, you know, so, but you realistically, can you train for it? You're not running in a... Yeah, of course, especially living in England, you definitely can't. You're yeah. not running in sand. You're not, you know, you're not kind of in those conditions. So you can, there's only so much you can do. So because you have to carry all your, all your food and everything that you take onto the course, you know, so you've got to plan all your food for six days and you've got to carry that. In the uh, Sahara Desert. In the Sahara Desert. Yeah. Um, so I was running around Marlow with uh, a rucksack on with, I think it was about 22 kilos of cat food tins. Oh, my God. In the back. <laughs> so just, just to mimic the weight yeah, and get used to that. And how did, I mean, obviously doing something like that, like fully changes your life, but you had quite an amazing experience when you were there, didn't you? You met someone that really like changed and shifted your whole life again. Yeah, I met I met a number of people because um, when you you know there's some as you can imagine there's quite some extreme characters that do things like that and when you go 
to do the marathon, you get you're bussed out into a secret location, which is basically a, a tent city. And they're Berber tents. And you get allocated a number and you you basically that's your tent. So every day what happens is at 6 a.m. the Berbers come along, they collapse the tent above you, they pack it up, and then they drive on to the next location to set mm-hmm. up the tent city again. And then the race starts and you go and the, the tents are ready. Yeah. Get there. So the guys in so the guys I met the guys in my tent and and you know there was three of those guys you know three of those guys were from Microsoft um other guys from other organizations one of the guys there was a stuntman um he, um, he was Leonardo DiCaprio stuntman on 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 um, Titanic mm-hmm. so you know some some pretty interesting Amazing. interesting yeah. people right ex-SAS guys, Spanish paratroopers, you know, all of that kind of ilk. Mm-hmm. And um, the guys that I, I work, you know, the Microsoft guys, I just got to know really well. And and, and as we went through it, because it said so the Marathon de Sabre is basically a marathon a day over six days. And one of those days is like an overnighter. It's 50 miles. So you go, they start you in the morning and you go until you finish. And then they give you a day off that some people take a day and a half, some people take a day, all that kind of stuff. So one of the guys called Paul, um, he was a diabetic and he was from Microsoft. And of course, from a diabetic perspective, you can imagine the, for for, for people that aren't di- diabetic or the blisters that you get in a desert, yeah. with sand in your shoes and it's where they sweat. You know, some of the, the feet injuries are pretty horrific but if you're a, uh, even if you're a uh, diabetic, you kind of do suffer from circulation and stuff like that from a leg perspective. And, and Paul mm-hmm. was beginning to really suffer. So on that fifty miler, I kind of I helped him through the night and uh, to make it to the next camp, to make it to the, to the finish of that particular day. Um, and you know he was uh, he was in he was in a bit of a state to be honest with you and they and they actually the organisers when he got to camp the organisers pulled him out because the infections in his legs both had gone just right up to the kind of top there and if it gone any further and he'd be in pretty serious trouble yeah so they pulled him out but you know we we experienced a lot together uh, of the real basics of life right food toilet sleep mm-hmm. you know, there's nowhere to 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 do those things in the desert so they become yeah, the they become things. simple things that no one takes any notice of you know so you just you learn a lot about each other you learn a lot about your own capability to exist and thrive in situations like that you know, we finished the course together, you know, lots of tears and stuff like that at the end of the day. Uh, and we remained pretty, pretty close after that. And, and for me, I was working, as I said, in that little startup business. And I was, I was kind of doing quite a lot of stuff at the time. And they, Paul and the guys kept badgering me saying, look, we need people like you to come and work at Microsoft. And um, I was like, oh. and, and finally, I went down and had a chat with someone. Mm-hmm. And they put me through an assessment day uh, at Microsoft, which I signed up for. And I can't, I, I'll be really honest, I don't think I did a very good job on that. <laughs> I really but they knew you. But they knew me. Yeah. And that, and that is the, that, do you know what I mean? And that's one of the key learnings in life is network. Exactly, 100%. 
and they offered me the job. And, and I went from being a chef to this little tiny internet business to working for the biggest software company in the world. And it was, it was like, how on earth did I get here? It's an incredible chain of events because I think, you know, as isolated stories, you know, they're not as such sliding doors moments. When you piece them all together as you did, you know, what happened to your son, you know, really, really affected you, as you said, like physically, mentally, and to be able to kind of want to put yourself through that physical challenge, which you I'm sure would never, ever have done if that had never happened. And then, you know, the fact that you met those people on that trip that then kind of turned into your job at Microsoft and really changed the whole path of your life. And do you really, really think that when you look at these moments together, you know, none of them would have happened without each other and it really just changed your life like physically and mentally? Absolutely. None of this would have happened if James, you know, the goodness has come out of it is, yeah. you know, James got bacterial meningitis. Um, that, that, that triggered that chain of events one thing happened after another thing after another thing and which landed in me at microsoft which 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 gave me 17 years working at microsoft mm. in various roles Amazing. you know up to you know senior senior levels which i would have never even got close to realistically if i hadn't met those people and shared those experiences yeah. And also the fact that you were put in the same tent as them, because yeah. there's a lot of people on this, you know, doing this marathon and the fact that you were put with those people, it, it does just feel like it was meant oh, yeah. to be. There's 500 people from around the world. Yeah. Right. 500 people. And of course you get, when you get there, you know, the Brits kind of, you know, they kind of find the Brits and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, there was, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, as you say, fate. Yeah. It's a question that's really hard for me to ask because, you know, I, I always ask our guests the what if, and obviously like we never want anyone to, to know, get an illness or to be ill, yeah. but you know, what if that experience hadn't have happened to you? Do you think, you know, physically, would you be the same? Would you have the same mental strength? Like how different do you think life would be for you now if you hadn't have been through that experience? I think it, I would be a completely different person because, um, the, the one one thing you have said is I came away from that event that I did knowing that I can do anything. If I can do yeah. that, nothing phases me. And and I always, even now, if something, you know, I always and, and I, you know, when I speak to, to to people and stuff like that, and I said, when you do a job, if you don't feel absolutely scared stiff, then it's not the job for you. Yeah. Right. Because you've got, to push yourself. you've got to, because that job has got to be, you know, that's, it's a growing experience. Mm-hmm. And, and that for me was that, that was the eye opener for me. Um, and I think I wouldn't have the mental capacity, the mental strength to, 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 to do it. I'm not saying that there haven't been other dark times. Right. And, you know, there, there were, but you know, I've had, uh, later in life diagnosis around ADHD and stuff like that, which you always knew something was there, but you had the mental capacity to deal with it, even the challenges that that presented in the workplace because of the experiences that, you, that you've had. Yeah. And it's just a brilliant story because I think it's really inspirational in the sense of, you know, something that really bad that happened in your life led to this amazing kind of 
you know, realization of your own strength and things that you've taken along. And as you say, it's amazing for people to be able to hear stories like this when they're going through bad times, because they can kind of see that out of bad can come um, some good. And Jez, thank you so much for sharing your story with our listeners today. It's been amazing to hear your story. And um, I look forward to seeing how many other amazing things that you'll do in your life um, as it goes on. So thank you so much. Thank you, Jen. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Jez. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sliding Doors. If you've enjoyed our chat and found it inspiring, I would love it if you could rate, review, share and subscribe. Thank you so much. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.